Welcome to the Technology Labs podcast number one. I'm Tom. I'm Rick. And I'm Daniel. The podcast series that you are about to hear is on uh, technology updates, tech items, uh, but also about tech vision. And uh, me, Daniel and Rick uh, gather uh, to discuss various tech items, but also uh, invite guests to discuss the tech items with and to see what kind of visions that they bring to the table. Yeah. And of course, we try to question them on uh, why they have that tech vision or why they want to go in a certain direction with respect to technology. Um, and that's what you will hear in the following series of, uh, of podcasts uh, over here. And traditionally, we start the podcast uh, with a tech item or a tech update that we uh, bring uh, over here. And um, well, let's, let's start with that. Rick, what is your tech update for today? Let me first start with introducing myself very briefly. So I'm Rick Marcelis. I'm a testing expert at Societe in the Netherlands. Um, And I have been interested in technology all my life, uh, which is uh, quite a long time now because I'm in IT for 39 years already. (laughs) Um, And the tech item uh, that I noticed uh, uh, recently Mm-hmm. is uh, people flying with uh, yeah, flying suits or flyboards. And actually, there are multiple people uh, in the news uh, with that uh, now. We have uh, Frankie Zapata and we have Richard Browning. And both of them have constructed their own uh, flying suit. And the interesting thing is the, the flying suit is quite an old phenomenon, I would say, uh, because mm-hmm. I'm also a James Bond fan, and there is a James Bond film where he wears a flying suit. Okay. And it's like Do you know which one? 30, 40 years ago. It's it's one with Sean Connery. So okay. it's okay. Uh, the first series of really James old Bond. One. <laughs> yeah, really old. Okay. okay. But back then, uh, Sean Connery had a huge backpack, uh-huh. and he was able to fly for like less than half a minute. <laughs> and today, these guys, they have still a backpack with some uh, uh, fuel, uh-huh. but they managed to fly for like 10 minutes uh, without refueling, which was actually demonstrated uh, because recently the first person uh, crossed the channel from France to uh, the UK mm-hmm. with a uh, flying suit and he refueled. Hover- hoverboard, right? It's in this one was called. Yeah, I don't I know what, what it's yeah. exactly okay. called. Uh, they have multiple uh, uh, terms for it because yeah, with a yeah, hoverboard we we think of s- someone standing on something really. Yeah, yeah. But these guys they have more like jet engines fixed to their arms and their legs. That's true. Yeah. Uh, because that's also the way they navigate. Because by moving their arms they can change the flow oh. of the jet engines. Um, but it's a, a real new way of uh, transport. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I don't think it's a very sustainable way of transport (laughs) uh, because it consumes quite a lot of fuel. So probably it will not fly very high, but it is very good for very specific Mm -hmm. uh, possibilities. uh, I haven't come across the specific possibility. I think it's really cool to look at, but 
the real purpose of this the hover well board one of flying them, one of them was demonstrated at the 4th of July yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in France eh? in yeah. France uh, with a military parade and it was actually a military guy who demonstrated yeah. it so I think the military uh, yeah, 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 yeah. has an idea that it can be applied sometimes yeah. deploy a soldier uh, very quickly to the yeah. heart of uh, but probably it like makes that. a yeah. lot of noise so um, yeah so it's not it's really <laughs> stealthy. No, it's not. No, it's not stealth. But uh, not something for spies, right? But, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but if you have, uh, if you want to uh, be very quick and uh, um, enter a building on the 50th floor, or yeah. For like example, that. Uh, you you can True. easily fly to a balcony and then walk into a building. Yeah, doesn't go that high. Oh, I don't know. It goes far, but doesn't go that yeah. high. Yeah. I have no idea how high it flies. But if but it's a jet powered, it, it's, it's a jet engine, and yeah. you see them fly quite quickly. So it, it could go uh, several dozens of meters. I yeah. guess uh, would would be no problem. Okay. 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 Cool. So well, that was my tech. But the uh, first attempt flying the canal, it failed, right? Yeah, the first time he <laughs> missed the real fuel point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. So uh, that was. Uh, it's kind of impressive of because they are flying 130 kilometers per hour or something like that, and yeah. then you have to aim for a platform mm -hmm. and and you have yeah. to be quite strong in order to cope with those amount yeah, of power. Well, for these people, they need very strong muscles because yeah. they steer with their arms and yeah, legs. Yeah, exactly. And imagine that you have to push the contra power of a jet engine. So <laughs> yeah, well, at least it did the power to achieve a speed of 130 kilometers mm -hmm. an hour, but it's the same as you hold your hand outside the window of a car. Yeah, you it's doable. But if you do that for 10 minutes and have to yeah. really steer with it, I think it's a different kind of game. Yeah. Well, probably. So Tom, you have the video of him missing the platform uh, on replay. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no, I have no, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> we will put it in the show notes. I have a YouTube link for Richard Browning who demonstrates his okay. uh, his, his flying jet, uh, suit. Yeah, his flying suit. So okay. are cool. is one of them better than the other, or are they? Like I haven't made a, uh, a, a in depth survey yet. So okay. I, <laughs> I don't so know. For next episode. <laughs> next episode. We'll, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Daniel, why don't you introduce yourself and give us your tech item? Yeah, um, so my name is Daniel Laskowitz uh, and I am a business productivity consultant at Society. And what I do, uh, I help companies a lot with um, yeah, increasing productivity uh, on their workplace. So um, I do a lot of work on the Microsoft uh, uh, stack. So that mm -hmm. with uh, Office 365 ah. and I do a fair bit of uh, low-code, no-code uh, cool. platforming. Um, and that's uh, yeah, actually a lot of fun. Cool. So today I had a um, news item about Amazon. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, um, oh, it's maybe a bad idea to uh, already swear during the first uh, episode. But <laughs> I think so, yes. <laughs> yeah, but you're just <laughs> quoting someone. I'm uh, quoting someone. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Then it's uh, allowed, yeah. Yeah, so my article is from Gizmodo, and it's about uh, Amazon really doesn't give up. Mm? Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's point. about um, it's about the voice assistant. Uh, right. It's about uh, the Google Home, the uh, Siri um, uh, home device, Amazon I Alexa, I guess, yeah. and the Amazon Alexa. And um, uh -huh. yeah, they all got um, pulled into like a really bad uh, publication uh, about yeah. uh, people 
of those companies that were listening to uh, fragments of uh, uh, yeah, of people talking to their personal assistants. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was really, really bad, actually. And uh, but, but the bad publicity is about the fact that they could listen also conversations that are really private, yeah. like doctors' conversations yeah. up until yeah, yeah well, even people but having sex, having for sex, instance. or yeah, the, have the arguing, having a fight, something like that. Pe- yeah. People now all, all uh, jump onto uh, to this as yeah. if it's something weird or strange, but. I think there's two things happening here. One thing is that people don't mind a machine listening mm-hmm. to them all sure. the time yeah, because it's always on. Yeah. Um, and then you could have imagined that these companies have these Checks. audio files and they will sure. check once in a while whether yeah. it works properly. Yeah. And then you have to listen to it. Exactly. So, Randomly. so why is it in the news right now? That's exactly my what I thought. I thought also... Okay, you are using a machine learning algorithm uh, to determine what is being said, uh, but you have to check your algorithm whether or not it's doing the right thing, yeah. right? So, yeah. of course, you take uh, a set of samples out of that huge amount of files that are being recorded, and you let people, actual people, listen to it and say, okay, this is the right command or the wrong command. And basically, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. Yeah. And, of course... Because I, I believe that even the sample that they're taking is, is below 1%, even less, or yeah, a tenth of a percent or something like that. Very small. Uh, 0.1% number. Yeah, exactly. So really, like really, that. really small. And of course, with the huge amount of stuff getting coming in, you can encounter all kinds of situations. Yeah. yeah. And you could then debate whether or not it would be wise to bring your uh, assistant or have a assistant in a, a doctor's environment or something mm-hmm. like that. On the other hand... Our mobile phones are everywhere. You yeah. will take them everywhere. They're they're so they will be everywhere. They're always on. They're yeah. always on and they will be everywhere. So in that sense, it's it's not strange that they pick up these kind of uh, conversations. Yeah. But Apple and Google recently revealed that they um, have temporarily stopped, stopped letting contractors listen to recordings. Yeah. So they said, well, we, we, for now, we will stop uh, yeah. listening to that. Um, and Amazon didn't react at all. <laughs> Actually, they were yeah. like, yeah, this yeah. is just normal. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, normal. I think that's okay. that, uh, that is. So, so the news the actually is that Amazon doesn't react and the others say, okay, oh, well, we, stop. We, we'll stop it for the moment. But the funny part is, after a while, an Amazon spokesperson came back uh, to Gizmodo and they said, well, we take customer privacy uh, very seriously uh-huh. and uh, we continuously review our practices and procedures. Sure. Um, there is already an opt-out for Alexa. Okay. So you can already... Um, yeah, you, have to, yeah, you have a button like, um, I'm okay with uh, Amazon checking, uh, my, checking my stuff. And like yeah. uh, for, for yeah, you already know that. Uh, it's always when you open a new app or something, yeah, yeah, you yeah. agree to something uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. if they want to improve their service, for instance. Right. right. Well, and now... It's uh, actually possible in Amazon uh, to uh, for Amazon Alexa to opt out. Okay. So you have a Clear. toggle where you can turn it off, mm-hmm. and then um, you're also able to delete your old recordings. Ah, yeah, yeah, I saw that also, but I thought it was kind of a hassle to do that. Yeah, you have to do it one by one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and you have to do it manually. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so okay. that's that's kind of a hassle, but sure. I think it's really interesting that there's a, like a news article really bad about Amazon, and they yeah. are, they are the company that, for now, I think has Looks. the best. 
yeah. has the best uh, way of handling this. Yeah, yeah, they were the best, but still they are treated. Uh, yeah, they didn't badly. respond as soon or something like that. Or, yeah, but they didn't uh, stop uh, listening with their contractor. No, no, no. that's well, something they didn't do. Okay. So they give you the option to yeah, yeah, yeah. turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can turn it off yourself, but they probably yeah, but consider they that they still need to yeah. check the that's quality what, exactly that's what i was thinking if it's working well this it could be a nice check right now to see whether or not the uh, because amazon is continuing mm-hmm. with it but siri and uh, and google are stopping the the checks yeah. whether or not they are diverting in quality yeah in the near future oh because yeah. if they don't do a that check anymore nice. then the the service would not could yeah. potentially be worse uh, for Google and uh, Apple compared to Amazon because they continuously keep checking and improving, like you said, yeah. eh? they are continuously improving in uh, their service. So, yeah, yeah. And something else is actually, um, are the devices going to be more expensive? Because if you don't have contractors listening to, uh, yeah. to, to recordings and stuff ah, like that, yeah, yeah. maybe they need other people to, um, to test it uh, on location or something. Or are they going to build a machine learning algorithm <laughs> to check the machine yeah. learning algorithm? <laughs> hey. Maybe and they <laughs> can use Alexa to test Siri. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe right, that right. I, I, I'm always but interested no, in that kind of thing. Like, yeah. if it, are they going to raise the price of the device or something because yeah. they have to do more testing, more expensive testing, yeah, 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 stuff yeah. like a that? Front, eh? a front, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, but different. what they simply could do is do more. Uh, uh, test uh, conversations sure. mm-hmm. and just invite people to do a conversation of about all sorts of uh, stuff yeah. and having but a fight and yeah well especially having yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially having little children uh, see how it responds to that yeah. could you do that isn't it easier to just play the complete movie database that is out there right now Oh yeah, and you just play movies what, and yeah. see what because it does. you have all the subtitles. You know already what is uh, what is in oh, there. Oh yeah, that's an interesting uh, yeah. thought. Uh, I just Tom. came up with that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice one. Why not use that? Because <laughs> you already know what is being said. Yeah, but the, yeah. the trouble is in in movies, you uh, people speak uh, in general quite yeah. well audible because uh, that's true. That's the true. audience yeah. needs to be able to understand it as well and okay. you cannot we, test we that kind of thing with that recently no. we were at the the vin symposium that uh-huh. we're going to talk about a little uh, later in right. this episode but then one of the people showed little videos of children using these yeah, 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 uh, yeah. The, i think it was the google home yeah and then and the, the child Alexa doesn't speak yeah. very well understandable sure but but then the uh, the google home made, gets yeah. uh, or it was alexa i guess but but alexa anyway. got confused and then tried to say well uh, things that the parents didn't like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah uh, that's true, that's true. But uh, you cannot find the cases where audibility is a thing, but you can test a lot of uh, interpretations of text yeah. uh, and, and uh, for a lot of uh, a huge variety of languages as well, I would say. So you mm-hmm. can do that potentially. Yeah. Maybe it's already used, I don't know. I'm, I do not have that big of insight in, in, uh, in the test activities in, uh, in well. these kind of things. Okay, well, and yeah. What's your article? Yeah, well, at least introduce uh, yourself. Uh, uh, yeah, that <laughs> already links a bit to my background with testing uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and stuff like that. I'm Tom van der Ven. Uh, I'm a senior consultant, uh, high tech 
within Society, the Netherlands. Um, uh, I have a strong background in testing and test, uh, doing test activities in high-tech environments. Uh, I do that for over 15 years already, uh, which means that well, almost always there's a kind of a real thing involved, a real machine involved in testing and in building uh, these, these kind of things. Or there's a, a high amount of scientific software involved or something like that, or algorithms. Um, uh, I also have now a focus on uh, uh, a bit of a broader perspective, so not only the test perspective of things, but also look at the mechanical side of things, electrical, etc., oh, yeah. to really yeah, do system engineering, basically. Um, uh, aside from that, I do a lot of publications on the field of uh, test engineering with a strong link to the high-tech area, and uh, you can find me on uh, a lot of seminars talking about these kind of topics. Cool. So that's why I was, I was interested in the testing of the uh, voice-controlled uh, personal yeah, well, assistants. When yeah. you're at it, you can also uh, then uh, explain that uh, Tom and I uh, uh, wrote a book uh, last year True. about testing in the digital age yeah. with a subtitle AI makes a difference exactly. uh, because it's, uh, 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 artificial intelligence influences our whole IT profession quite a lot today. Quite a big impact, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we wrote a nice book on on what the impact then is on testing with respect to well, wow. AI, but all the all the new technologies coming uh, towards us in in this this digital age where we are in the midst of. Maybe a nice uh, topic for one of the next episodes. That's a good one. That's a good one. Let's keep that for the for one of the next episodes. So, what's your news item? Yes, my tech item. That was leading to is uh, there's a nice was a nice article. And I also saw a couple of links on Twitter coming by on the tiniest ThinkPad or gaming laptop, tiniest gaming laptop you'd ever see. Uh, we'll post a link, I believe it's on The Verge also, but you can find it everywhere. Uh, there's a really tiny Lenovo Th ThinkPad created with a display with, with everything on it and where you can play even games on. And, and what is the size? Because it's, I have not seen it, so... It's about a thumb. Yeah, the size of your thumb. The size of your thumb, but yeah. then what can you see on the screen that is that small? Uh, imagine my thumbnail <laughs> as a screen. Yeah, yeah. Imagine your thumbnail <laughs> as a screen, and the rest uh, is is the laptop around it, and there's this small um, uh, mouse button, how joystick many on key, it. Keys are there on the keyboard? There are all the keys are on the uh, on the keyboard. All you the keys can on the debate keyboard, whether they are usable or not. <laughs> yeah, but at okay, least um, yeah. the, 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 the joystick for the mouse is, is available and you can use. Uh, and you can play a couple of games with it, like Snake or uh, uh, I Tetris, believe, uh, Tetris and, and Lunar Landing or something like that. Oh, cool. So the really uh, old school games uh, are available. Yeah, because on this tiny what's laptop. the use of it? Why well, would you want to have it? <laughs> well, I thought it was really cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to create some. Yeah. It, it, uh, going uh, going down in scale is something that is fascinating. If you look at the law, Moore's law, of course, uh, uh, to sustain the the speeding up of uh, of computers of, of calculations uh, every generation, uh, doubling it in uh, in speed, you have to go tinier with with your uh, processors and, and stuff like that. And of course, going tinier means that you can create tinier things. Smartphones are a mm -hmm. great example of how tiny we can get if you compare it to the computers of, of, of 10, 20 years ago. Well, the, the, the smartphones of today are a hundred times faster than, than what we have there, or a thousand times maybe even. And um, well, getting tinier, it fascinates me in that sense. And that's, that's why I thought it was fun to see that they could create this kind of tiny laptop. Of course, it's a gimmick. Yeah. It's nothing really useful. 
uh, it's fun to play play this game on. But it shows, well, maybe it shows a bit how Moore's Law is, eva- is getting there. Oh. Uh, that we could create these really tiny screens. Because that also means, uh, if you translate it into tech, and that's what we do in these, this series of podcasts, I'm also seeing a trend towards really tiny displays uh, uh, that you can use in your lens, maybe even. Uh, and there are examples that lenses with screens have been made. Uh, but also VR, AR, glasses mm-hmm. and stuff like that is, is really taking a flight at the moment. Uh, the, 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 the possibilities of that are huge. You see the glasses becoming tinier, mm-hmm. so tiny that they are like real glasses and not that heavy anymore. So they are becoming useful in that sense. So yeah, okay. so, so mainly this laptop is more of a gimmick to demonstrate that... Yeah. The, the technology gets so small. Yeah, yeah and that it gets to useful proportions, I, I would say. Oh, okay. And, and the funny thing is that this tiny laptop is not useful eh, in, in that yeah, sense. Because so I'm, the I'm, complete opposite I'm now of looking it. at a video of this yeah, tiny yeah, yeah, laptop, yeah. but actually there's just one button, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. A, a joystick. Sure, 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 sure. And sure. Um, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. But yeah, it, it's, it's funny that this gimmick shows that it, it, it is tiny and that we can create this kind of technology. And then you can think of, okay, what can you use, make something out of this that is really useful? Like small lenses, like tiny batteries, like uh, yeah. uh, 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 really small processors, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, you, that's uh, sustain more law. That's, of course, what we see happening, that yeah. so much is possible today, yeah. which we couldn't have imagined uh, a decade ago. Exactly, mm-hmm. or even five years ago, for, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, that is what this podcast is also about, about finding news items, finding tech items, uh, translating it into this day and age and take a look into the future, I would say, uh, but also discuss it with guests and uh, and see what they think of it or what kind of topic they bring to the table. Yeah. And that creates a nice link to uh, uh, the final part of this podcast, I would say, is that we want to present you with a recording that we did uh, uh, on the Vint Symposium, uh, which was held uh, a month ago or two months ago or already. Yeah, a month ago about. A month, yeah, and we um, discussed tech topics with our uh, CTO uh, and uh, with uh, a lady from Lego, the Lego company uh, from Denmark. Uh, she's called uh, Trine Balle Jensen. Yeah. And uh, Michiel Boril, our CTO, was also uh, present in uh, in the interview in the with interview. us. Yeah, and we discussed what she dis- what she uh, presented on stage on the future of play, uh, but also on how well the future of technology is is going to interfere or not interfere, but going to mingle with that. I would say. Yeah, yeah, because what may be nice for the listeners to know is that Michiel Boril is working for 25 years now in uh, following new technology yeah. developments. Exactly. And, uh, so really representing tech in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, so and bringing that to the table uh, with us. Yeah. So, so that's why we thought it very appropriate to bring that uh, interview also into this podcast, into the first pod- podcast. And of course, we are going to look into uh, a lot more interviews in the next series of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and discuss, discuss technology, basically. Yeah. So with that, I would like to uh, invite you to listen to the next interview uh, on the future of play uh, from Lego, Trine Balliensen and uh, Michiel Boril, our CTO of of Society Group. Uh, And enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy.
Well, uh, we are at the Vint Symposium uh, afternoon sessions uh, and we have with us uh, uh, Trine uh, from the Lego company uh, and, and also uh, Michiel Borel, uh, our CTO uh, uh, of our company. Uh, and we are at a kind of a closure of today's Vint uh, Symposium. So uh, I'd like to ask Trine first uh, uh, what she thought of, uh, of today. And uh, uh, it's a, maybe a difficult question because a lot of the so. stories <laughs> are in Dutch. But you heard the summary that, uh, that Michiel gave. Uh, so you might have to have, a, have yes. a kind of a view on it. It's a bit blindfolded because I got okay. lost in translation pretty early <laughs> in the day. Um, I was the only one actually speaking in English. Uh, um, and I was happy that uh, Michiel closed in, uh, in English. Right. Um, more looking, you know, into the future and mm -hmm. how we're going to utilize, you know, all of these wonderful technologies that we are now actually capable of building. Right. Uh, I think that's a really fair question and, and something that freaks me out a little bit is how uh, our ability as humans to uh -huh. utilize these uh, and, and make the world a better place right is something that occupies me a lot yeah but with, with the lego company or what, what lego does it, it it can or it is already contributing a lot to that uh, to that goal i would say so uh, yeah I mean, we, are, we are spending all of our time in investigating how you know we can continuously um equip the kids with uh, enough knowledge and baseline to um to uh, learn important skills through the play of, of our system and play, mm -hmm. uh, the Lego brick, um, and then hopefully we can, you know, prepare them for this, and you know, be able to navigate in this uh, this unpredictable landscape that they are part of. Right, yeah, because right. I, I was very intrigued by the number that about two thirds of the kids will have a job that does not exist today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they need to learn skills and, and not facts. No, but exactly. Uh, at the same time, I think that, I like what you said, uh, Trine. Um, first, of course, Lego has a reputation to lose. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful of what you decide to do and more difficulty with what you decide not to do. Okay. Yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing I like is that Lego, of course, it's play, but it's also pre playing is preparation for life. Yeah. For the unpredictable and, future. And, and so compared with the last speech of Rutger, which was unfortunately in Dutch, mm -hmm. but he talked specifically about waste. Yeah. And, and the mm. biggest form of waste is waste of talent. Waste. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so I like that very much mm -hmm. um, because he said, um, if you create a basic income for everyone, then everyone can actually work on things that they want to work on, that they love to work on, and that maybe makes best use of their talents. Yeah. And so our present system where people work because they need income, if you decouple that, then maybe people will keep on working, but on yeah. things that they love more. So I yeah, found that it now it's it's politi very politi politicized debate. True. But yes. it's yeah. quite yeah. an but interesting point. A, a thing that I had never thought about, and what he mentioned was that, and it depends on the survey, but somewhere between 25 and 40 percent of people think of their own job that it doesn't add value to yeah, society. Yeah, yeah. But, and 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 but they're they right, they say yeah. it themselves, mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. not like we do a scientific study and we no. determine whether your job is adding something to society or my job is adding. No, it's the, own it's the people themselves. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in many cases, sadly, mm -hmm. sadly in many cases, it's 
It's right. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I read the paper of Graeber, what he was talking about, yeah. on the phenomena of bullshit jobs. <laughs> People should Google it. Yeah. And so he, his, his uh, example, for instance, is a dog walking service. Ah, yeah. Um, and, and his argument is, listen, People should walk their own dog, otherwise right. they shouldn't take a dog. Take a dog so yeah, a yeah. dog walking service, okay, it creates a little bit of convenience, yeah. but it's not adding anything to society. Probably the guy that is too busy walking his own dog, he would be happier if he had some time to walk his own dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's an example of a bullshit job, yeah. dog walking services. Yeah. I and found that yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. think it's really interesting that people, there were 30% of the people, they said they were yeah, yeah. Um, not doing a job that contributed anything. And that was in Belgium. And yeah. yeah. And, and, and 40% and in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands yeah. even, But yes. it's, 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 it's fascinating that there's that amount of people that say already that they think they don't contribute. Yeah. There's probably even more people that are are afraid of saying that and they oh. think it. <laughs> the, the pursuit of purpose yeah. is just increasing. We all we are looking for some sort of truth for ourselves, yeah. and you know, have meaningful lives. And with the increase of unpredictability and you know, digitalization is just reshaping the ground we're walking on yeah. mm -hmm. all the time. So they are just looking continuously. We mm -hmm. are looking continuously to find meaning in what we do. Yeah, yeah. but but so it's interesting yeah, because so we often wonder why so many people are not engaged in the work that they do uh, when you meet somebody b behind the counter or uh, of course you have people that like to do it but many people don't no. and they're disengaged and of course the question that you could ask yourself shouldn't technology help us to just eliminate those kinds of jobs that people actually say I don't like doing them in the yeah. first place and maybe use their talents because everybody has talents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Use their talents in a better way. So that's yeah. in that sense, there was, yeah. 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 was a great story on, on the, the automation, on the use of AI, for example, mm -hmm. to uh, to take over a lot of those yeah. jobs or, yeah. or tasks even. Yeah. Uh, where Actually, you, you see it happening yeah. today already. It's, yeah, it's there, yeah. there yes. are more and more stores where yeah. you don't have a, a person at the cash yeah. register yeah. Eh? You yeah. to your own checkout. Yeah. But I was quite happy yeah. with, the, with the whole program. Yeah. Uh, about oh yeah. The optimism. Mm -hmm. I it mean was yeah. an optimistic program. It yeah. was a very optimistic yeah. program, um, and so I hope that people went away with an idea that there's more opportunity yeah. there's than hope threat. Yeah. There's yeah. hope. Yeah, yeah, there's hope. Yeah. Yes, there are some serious challenges and some serious choices that we need to make. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's also hope. So if we do it right, <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, we will uh, all we be nice. happy. I, I yeah. think yeah. a lot of the talks. Uh, underpinned the graph that you showed and also that that uh, Menno and Sanders showed at the beginning that we're just at a pivotal point uh, where we have all the new technology and now we need to put it to work. Yeah, we're only midway, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So so halfway, we're only uh, halfway. Yeah. And, and, and now what we're seriously going to do with it, because I mean just that you can order your dog food online, that's <laughs> convenient, but is that really the the, yeah, the top of what, what adding value. Yeah. I mean, is it a game I like the, the guy uh, Adam, the yeah. data mm -hmm. scientist, that he is actually reaching far beyond, right? Yeah. Using AI for mm -hmm. much bigger uh, things like treating cancer or solving world hunger. I mean, yeah. I True. think those. But there's just this balance between 
you know, using it for stuff that will, you know, make the world a better place and then stuff that's really creepy, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. that's, uh, that's what scares yeah. me. Um, and I think that puts two things in my mind. Uh, robustness, is that a word? Being yeah, robust yeah, sure. mm -hmm. yeah. and being brave uh, and using your common sense is, uh, is something that we need to mix to make uh, the best use of, yeah. of those uh, wonderful technologies that yeah. we now have uh, at hand. But then Lego, I think, is very interesting. So you can be a pivotable, a pivotal for where to go mm -hmm. because you. Yeah. Uh, what I know of Lego, it's a company founded on very strong values, exactly. and they're lived by all the employees every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a good example for organizations that are maybe very advanced in technologies, but they lack on moral judgment exactly. and transparent transparent values and things yeah. like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also in the talk of Siri Behrens, it was about the authenticity of fake. Yeah. And she demonstrated that people also have different views on what is real and what is fake. Because it's especially the young generation yeah. thinks of a lot of things that I would consider fake. They think that's real. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, so um, when the first uh, cinema opened, they showed a picture of a steam train approaching you, and then many people ran Scared. out of the yeah. theater yeah, yeah. In, yeah, yeah. in panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like the story of Raimo, that was one yeah. of the first mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and he, he talked about technology, he talked about the theater, and, and so technology creates the theater. Technology is not the actor, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. not the story, but okay. it creates the stage. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that, that, that the metaphor very. Yeah, very I think well, that's yeah. also because he has a history in AR. Yeah, AR is like the. It's a stage. It's a canvas, yeah. and you yeah. can draw you and project yeah. within that. But then it's, but yeah. then it's yeah. up to Immersiveness. companies like Lego to yeah. start to determine yeah. what the play will be. Yeah. On this stage, and I like the, yeah. I like the, the metaphor very mm -hmm. much. Isn't it, uh, isn't it the case that with the Lego, with the applications and uh, the Lego Live and all the, the other apps, the Lego Movie app, for example, these are all stages where you can play within, right? Mm -hmm. So using digital, you're creating a stage also. Exactly. Kind we, of are, we are we are building, you know, multiple scenarios for how kids can utilize yeah. our system and play, you know, and that hopefully is fluid enough <laughs> for them to move effortlessly between on and offline activities yeah, yeah. Uh, in this ecosystem that we're building with multiple touch points. That's, that's the yeah, ambition. That's a good one. Yeah. Are yeah. you yeah. also yeah. Then oh, yeah, nice looking into yeah. uh, uh, mixed reality with Lego while playing with actual bricks and some digital overlay? Yeah, it's yeah it's, I mean, our core value proposition is the brick and everything will always take point of departure in the brick yeah. but that doesn't mean that you know all the digital advantages of building you know close to real uh, yeah, yeah. super immersive digital experiences will be the main part of the uh, any product experience going forward that's definitely plausible because uh, that's you know kids just uh, they, they, they move seamlessly um, so that's just an obligation for us to uh, to support and, and offer those uh, opportunities for them. Maybe a good question to ask: uh, What what kind of Lego set would you uh, uh, advise uh, Michiel uh, to uh, to build? 
good. Which is a good set for him. That's very so funny. he can start playing as well. Uh, Trina actually gave me a letter. Oh, really? really? Oh, really? Oh, which, one? which one was it then? Uh, 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 well, it's a, it's a beautiful sports car. Okay, okay. And uh, Trina and I, we had a, a, a interesting conversation around the lack of some imagination of uh -huh. some companies. And it was about car tires. Uh -huh. So we came on the discussion. The pink tire example came from. Why yeah. are all car tires black? Yeah, yeah, good That's point. Yeah. And so we started to. Yeah, because talk. pink is your favorite color, and pink you would is like your tires in, in pink for your yeah, for my car, car right? Yeah, exactly. Ah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, and there was a challenge that um, I asked him to actually include pink tires in his presentation <laughs> at some point and he actually managed to do that perfectly today right uh -huh. yeah yeah he did yeah yeah we so were I actually uh, wondering what it was about so <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 everybody in the audience was wondering <laughs> except three yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. 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 nice yeah. Yeah. so i think i knew he should have a car um, yeah. He likes cars. Yeah, right. And we don't have a Tesla, um, no. a sustainable car yet, mm -hmm. uh, okay, in the okay. portfolio. Um, so, but I gave him another one. <laughs> <a> nice one. <laughs> okay, that fits him nicely. I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, great, you great, you great. can set the, uh, let's say, the example for the rest of the world with other color tires, because I once read that Lego is the biggest tire manufacturer in the world. What? In numbers. <laughs> ah, okay. Numbers yeah, of yeah. tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quite yeah. a lot of them. Not yeah. the biggest and ones. As I said, we have the largest population it as well. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, with all the little But as you see, you, it, even our imagination is not wild enough because there are already pink tires. Yeah. You can yeah. buy them yeah. Yeah, yeah. for your bicycle, for your tractor, yeah. for your car. Okay, yeah. 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 There, there are people want. Yeah, there are people that want them, and uh, so so, so basically, it's a serious point behind it. Is that mm. also in my summary, I said you should not try to predict, True. because we know that our predictions will be wrong. Yes, yeah. uh, that's the, that's our only advantage over earlier generations that also had huge technological shifts. They tried to predict and they were wrong. We at least know that our predictions are wrong, so we shouldn't. Just predict. We should start observing. Yeah. Because the future is already there. It's the only thing is it's not evenly distributed. It's not mainstream. Mm -hmm. So, pink tires. We have a dream. Of course. Yeah. Um, we need to be able to. to but they're already the there. Yeah. 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 So even that is not that dream. So that wild enough. No. Yeah. No. So, 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 so don't try to predict. Dream and dream as big as you as you dare. That's the uh, I think the conclusion for me today, which Great. is a very optimistic, positive thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Great, thanks for joining us briefly yeah. and yeah. Uh, for uh, delivering this uh, this uh, nice summary uh, uh, and also some insight uh, in, the, in the Lego company and the mission they are going on with. Thanks for now. Thank you. And yeah, uh, thank you very much. So that was the interview of uh, 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 the future of play. Yeah, uh, really interesting. Really interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, Lego is is something that's quite dear to my heart, at least. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. me as well. Always <laughs> love to play <laughs> with it, us. I think. Yeah. <laughs> that goes for all of us, indeed, and uh, probably a lot of listeners also. Mm -hmm. um, well, that concludes uh, today's podcast. Yeah, uh, so this was the first episode of the Technology Labs podcast. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's what uh, we will leave you with. Um, thanks for listening, and see you in the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. see you see in the you. next one. Bye.